Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode one. I'm Hayden. I'm here with Mitch. And um, just real quick, if you guys want to reach out to us, we do have some social media. You can reach out to us at Hill Pursuit on both Facebook and Instagram. And also you can email us at hillpursuit at gmail.com. Today being episode one of the podcast, we are going to take some time and just kind of introduce ourselves. Um, Like I said, my name is Hayden. We're going to start with Mitch. Mitch, why don't you kick us off? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, first off, happy new year's. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so a little bit about myself. Um, obviously we'll come in with Hill Pursuit as more of like a training background. So obviously we, uh, both have some training background. I kind of grew up in the area of sport, um, with wrestling and football and I just kind of kept rolling with that. I went to college, um, got my undergrad in exercise science, um, ended up getting a master's in exercise science in the, specifically in the strength conditioning route. And then from there, uh, I just kept rolling with training, still train. I still train, like, try to gear it towards the athlete. I don't think I ever lost that part. Um, and we'll touch base on that more, but just kind of give you a rundown of a little bit where I'm at and where I come from. And like I said, the episode will probably get in a little bit more. How about you, man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I like that. I like taking the approach as an athlete, you know, still considering yourself you know, an athlete. I do the same thing with myself, but um, I guess I'll start back where you started in terms of just education a little bit. Yeah, I got my undergrad and master's as well, both in exercise physiology. I kept going, got the PhD in exercise physiology professor now. So, um, you know, I work with students and athletes a little bit of, a little bit of both, obviously, in, in, that, in that respect. But um, yeah, in terms of myself, like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's cool to continue to view yourself as an athlete, you know, even though, you know, we're, we're both kind of out of that world personally. Um, well, not necessarily though. Um, but we're not, you know, like you said, in high school wrestling football, you said, um, for me, man, it was just a little bit of everything. So I was the, I, I, I was kind of like the, the athlete who just kind of tried everything. Um, just to kind of get the experience and, you know, I wasn't really great at anything, but I definitely learned a lot about myself, about fitness, about training and sports and everything. So yeah, definitely still an athlete. We will keep talking about that, um, work with athletes and we, you know, we hope to through, through this podcast and hopefully this outlet continue to work with athletes into the future, which I think would be absolutely awesome. Um, let's kind of roll into that just since we're talking about um you know what we hope happens with this hill pursuit podcast why don't you start us off like what do you think where do you think this can go what do you um why are we doing this podcast where can it go what do we see in the future you know um just kind of spitball there what what's going through your head there yeah, I mean, like you said, we we always kind of talk about it, uh, what we want out of it, and um, we talk about this all the time, just between you and I, it's kind of want it to be a platform that people can come to and get some 
we had some good information. You know, I, I don't think we're looking to put out fluff or honest, straightforward information to people, um, a place that people can come ask us questions. And uh, if we don't know the answers, we'll try to at least point them in the right direction. Um, and like, and uh, you know, it's, uh, we're just two regular guys. Like we said before, we're, we're two regular guys. You know, it's not like um, we're out there doing anything crazy, but we have a passion for training. I mean, we, we're constantly teaching ourselves yeah. um, different things in that. So I think honestly, just to make it short and sweet is a, a basic platform that athletes and people looking to get into training or if they're already into training can come and just get some, some information yeah. and uh, if they want to expand it from there. I'm completely with you there. It's funny. I actually have, and, and I mean, you remember this, we'll talk about this now, but I still have students in, my undergrad and master's courses um, listen to podcasts and do reviews on um, fitness and sports and athletics and training podcasts. Yeah. So I've just always loved the, the outlet of the podcast. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's easy to sit back, feel comfortable, just listen to some information. It doesn't always need to be super technical stuff. It can be, you know, what I think we're, we're both going to do a good job at is, um, you know, sharing our own experiences, which is great. And obviously, you, you know, people can learn a lot from that. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about some science here and there. We'll touch on some, some popular programs, maybe some controversial stuff. Um, but yeah, I've always loved podcasts. And I, and I say, you know, I said real quick, I said that I'm sure you remember this because just for the listeners, Mitch was actually um, a, a master's student um, in the program that I, I'm a, I'm a faculty member within. And, you know, we stayed in touch after, um, he's, he's one of the few that, that, that did stay in touch with me and, you know, a, a relationship certainly grew and, and, you know, selfishly for me, at least, I love that we decided to do this, Mitch, because, um, hopefully we'll stick to a weekly frequency. Right. And, you know, the, at right. the very, at the very least that gives us, you know, 30 minutes once a week that we're on the phone, you know, we get to talk to each other, just go back and forth. What's going on? Um, what are you doing with training this and that a little bit of everything. And, you know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about, you know, this just being a, a platform for people to come to, to, you know, hopefully just be a sponge and soak up as much as they can from things we things we do that are good, things we do that are bad, some mistakes we've made, things that they can learn, you know, learn from stuff that we've done or been exposed to that maybe other people are kind of just getting into, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, hopefully one day I'd, I'd like to, I think Hill Pursuit can, can offer some coaching. I think Hill Pursuit can work with athletes. I think, um, you know, big picture, that's what I, that's where I see us going is, um, offering services to people to help them in, you know, any walk of life. And, you know, as we expand on that, on that topic, you know, athlete, non-athlete, exerciser, recreational exerciser, whatever. Um, I love, if you guys, if you guys have followed our, our blog, we do have a blog and, um, you know, again, Facebook and Instagram, you can check us out at Hill Pursuit, but we also have um, our profile picture is, I think it's freaking sweet. <laughs> I love the profile picture. Um, it's a picture that Mitch, you took, right? Why don't you talk to us about that and kind of talk about a little, 
talk a little bit about the the fitness related to kind of how that picture came about. I absolutely just love this picture. I love the story. I love that you're in this world. And I think, yeah, I think you need to share this because it's awesome. Yeah. So the picture and the profile picture that he's referring to, it's uh, a snow covered mountain that comes from Northern Idaho. Uh, so one thing that I really fitness to is the hunting world. Um, I grew up hunting. Uh, I, I continue to submerge myself in that that community as well and you know you you come from the east where it's you know and i'm not sure how many hunters will have listening or not but just to give you a brief rundown i, I relate hunting to fitness that's kind of where i relate it to i relate it to life um I, I always bring training back it's like it's a primal thing um we all whether you played football whether you wrestled whether you played tennis you know at the end of the day we're human beings and we have to be able to move um, and I think that's a big thing. So I take that over to hunting, which to me is also a primal part of being a human being. You know, we've been doing it for years. So if you're from, from the East, you know, we do a lot of tree stand hunting. You might think, oh, that's not real physical, but you know, it's, it's a mental, it's mentally taxing. It, it, it's going to strain you in some way, shape or form. Um, and then that picture out West, that was, uh, you know, out West hunting is different. And he said, you know, you're, you're packing, uh, heavy packs around your, walking around the woods pretty much from dark to dark um, and some days you're going to walk more than others and you know the ultimate goal is to is to kill something and uh, you know a lot of times if you're if you're up there you're, you don't have a truck accessible uh, maybe you have horses or it's just you and you're uh, you're packing that animal out in your uh, in your bag um, and it could be multiple five mile trips so that's, uh, you know, that's, I mean, if you're up there by yourself, you know, you, you kind of have to be ready for all the elements or even if you're with a couple other people. So yeah, you want to be fit to make your hunt easier, but also at the end of the day, it could mean like if you get yourself in a dicey situation, like if, if you can get out of it or not. So okay. it's, uh, it's, uh, that's one thing I was related to. It's just like, and it's, it's fun. And uh, we'll definitely talk about that. I think more as we go yeah. too. That is just so wild to me. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not a hunter. All right. I will be the first to say that's something I've never done and would have no clue like where to start. But I love that, you know, I love that you do it. And, you know, we've talked about and listened to, and, you know, you've sent me a bunch of stuff related to how, you know, how you need to train for certain hunts. I, that just yeah. is so awesome to me. I think that's really, really cool. And I actually, I can't wait to talk about that more because that's something I don't have any experience or knowledge about. And, you know, obviously I know that you do and I, I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's unique. And, uh, and I think it also depends how far you want to take it too. If, uh, yeah. if you're someone that, Hey, I just, I'm okay. Just going out and just kind of, I enjoyed, I enjoy just being there, which I do too, yeah. but obviously I want to put myself in the best advantage, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, I think, and I, that's just like you do with, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about like what you got yourself into here. Yeah, sure. Sure. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's actually, yeah, let's transition a little bit. We'll talk about our, our own personal training, I guess, and kind of what we do. So yeah, for me, I'll, I'll just, I'll start us off here. But for me, I was um, not too long ago, actually, when we first, you know, when we first probably met in, you know, what was that? 16, I guess. 
ish. He was the uh, 16, 17 well, years. Yeah, four or five years, somewhere in there. But I was um, big into CrossFit, um, worked with some athletes there. Um, before then, I was – before my doctorate, actually, I was at a, a private um, – health and wellness club, I guess, is, is a, a, a way to describe it, where I worked with some athletes and also some, you know, recreational exercisers, which was a great experience. But anyway, got into CrossFit pretty big for quite a while. Um, still into it, not, not nearly as, as much, but um, have my own likes and dislikes um, related to CrossFit like most people do. And, you know, that's definitely something I think we could discuss further um down the road but yeah I was super into it I was coaching it I still coach it a little bit not as much lately um just due to due to COVID and everything and gyms being closed and open and closed open and closed back and forth back and forth so I haven't been for a little while but um yeah still into it a little bit uh but lately um back in mid to late 2019 I actually got into triathlon and just kind of fell in love, literally fell in love with the sport. I read, um, I read David Goggins can't hurt me (laughs) on an airplane. I read that thing cover to cover and I just felt a motivation (laughs) inside me to start just to, just to see what I had within the sport of triathlon, um, which, you know, the sport of triathlon is actually three different sports and you have to be great in all of them to, you know, to survive and, and at least be competitive with yourself, which is yeah, pretty remind wild. Maybe, remind those people what, what that maybe not know a triathlon. What yeah, so, yeah. So it's a swim, bike and a run um, mm-hmm. in that order. And um, we'll, we will absolutely be talking about it. You know, the physiology behind it, the, the energy demand for each of those three sports as they relate to one another. We'll talk about a little bit of everything, um, especially because it's, it's, one of my biggest passions now for my, my own training. Um, but yeah, back in, uh, late 2019. So I signed up for, I literally got off an airplane from a conference having read that entire book. And in the next week I was at my YMCA a couple times trying to swim. <laughs> and I, I am the kid that has not been in a pool since, I learned how to swim when I was, you know, whatever, four, I don't know, forever ago. So (laughs) I've never actually been in a pool for a workout in my entire life before late 2019. So I get in the pool and, you know, this story is literally the same for every triathlete that I've ever heard explain what it's like starting to swim on your own. But you swim one lap, you swim 25 meters, you come up gasping for air, you, you question life, you know, you're like, can I even do this sport? I'm in a pool, I'm not even in an ocean or a lake, like this is, this is so hard. And, you know, you, you find it in yourself to keep going. I mean, I'm sure there are people who try that and experience that and quit, you know, but, um, and that's another thing, I think you and I are both pretty lucky to be pretty motivated, be very structured, have goals and, um, you know, work towards them. So I I got off this plane. I was like, look, I'm going to see what this is like. I'm not just going to quit after one lap. Right. Even if it was hard and it was, it was hard. Um, and swimming is still my hardest leg of the three. Absolutely. So 
I do put as much time as I can into that. Now in 2020, it was tough because pools were constantly closed and, you know, I barely swam in, in 2020, which is unfortunate, but I did learn a lot from the end of 19 into 2020 in terms of how to become a little bit more efficient at swimming. So that's kind of how I got into it. I, in 2019, I, um, I, competed in two sprint triathlons in open water. Um, so it's a, the sprint is a just under a half mile swim. Um, 12, 12 or 12 and a half bike and then a 5k run. And, cool. you know, I you think, hard. yeah, yeah. So I did two of those having really never swam in open water before. And I think, you know, good people. I I think I remember hearing the person who won was like an hour and change, which is wild to me because my first ever. Let me ask you something quick. I don't know if I ever even asked you this. What was, is there a moment, like we're kind of getting a little off topic, but I don't even think I asked you this ever. Was there a moment in your first race that like stuck out to you? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. One moment was like, oh man, this is, I'm getting crushed right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think I actually recently blogged about this. So if if you've read the blog, you probably saw this, but yeah. So (laughs) open water, every, this was prior to COVID. So everybody started at the same time. There were no like heats or waves of people starting. We all started at the same time. So like people are getting kicked, people's goggles are falling off, you know, whatever. I knew I wasn't a great swimmer. So I intentionally stayed towards the back and tried to take my time. I'm a hundred meters into this swim and I am panicking hard, panicking hard. It's okay. If you're getting into triathlon or if you are an experienced triathlete, you can probably like listen back or think, sorry, think back and remember what this is like, but there is no crossover from the pool to open water. Really? There's okay. I shouldn't say that there's probably some, but, in my first ever triathlon, I was literally thinking in my head during the first hundred meters, everything I did in the pool to prepare for this meant nothing. It meant nothing, dude. I was, I was, I, I literally was a millisecond away from quitting. I'm not kidding. Like putting my hand up, asking for a canoe or sorry, a kayak to come over and rescue me. Like that's how that's I'm dead serious. That's what I was thinking in within like a hundred meters to 200 meters of this thing. Like can't even, what'd you say? What'd you do to calm yourself down? Yeah. So that was, that's kind of hard because I hate to say this, but I think what calmed me down is someone else quit. Someone else quit in that time frame, like relatively close to me who like close in proximity to me, they were near me. And I didn't quit. (laughs) And I think that kind of pushed me a little bit to, you know, think, look, okay, don't be embarrassed. Don't think about what other people are experiencing or doing. Just swim how you know how to swim. Do you know, compete in your own race. And, um, you know, I hate to say that that might've been the the thing that pushed me to keep going, but it probably was in that moment. Um, wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. But anyway, the, the rest of the race was, I had a blast and 
um, I have more of a, it's, it sounds weird to say I have more of a running background because I still wouldn't even consider myself a runner. I mean, I've run, I think four or five marathons just in the past couple of years, just because I've gotten into it recently, but traditionally I'm more of a strength power athlete. That's how I've trained for the majority of my, the majority of my life. But you know, this last 18 to 20 months, I've really, you know, played around with some endurance um, training and I've, I've started to like it. So my background going into triathlon, I guess, is more of a runner. So I got to the 5k and completely smoked it. I'm passing people. I ran like a 21 minute 5k or something, which isn't, isn't blistering or anything, but at the end of a triathlon, I thought it was pretty good. But, you did other yeah. events. Yeah. But anyway, I, so I finished my first one in like an hour and like 45 minutes. The kid that won was like one Oh something. So I'm like, thinking to myself how the heck do people like get this good at triathlon it's wild I, re- I I did another one like two or three weeks later just because I was addicted once I finished the swim I took like I took like four minutes off my swim just based on comfortability in the lake you know and um I was around the same time or maybe a few minutes faster because I figured out I don't need to spend forever in transition which mm-hmm. is kind of cool we'll talk about that later and then Um, yeah, so all of 2020, literally no races happened. Um, I'm going to wrap up here so you can talk about what you do, but literally no races happened in 2020. So I just kept training, um, swimming as much as I could biking, running. I have an indoor trainer now, so I was able to bike easily. It was easily accessible for me and I love running outside in all the weather. So that didn't bother me either. So I got a lot more efficient at biking and running, which is great. Fast forward to the end of 2020, there was that same triathlon that was my first. Mm-hmm. They had it again in September, and I finished in like 120 something. So now I'll be the first to say, and you know this too, we've talked about this before, that like you can't compare one marathon to another marathon. You can't compare one triathlon to another triathlon you know it's like how many different variables affect a race like what you have to look at is your placement in age and sex right so you look at a male in his 30s and that's where you kind of stratify and like kind of rank yourself because dude you could wake up for a marathon and it could be pouring rain you could have maybe had no sleep you had to park your car two miles away from the start because you got out the door late because your baby was crying there. You know, there's way too many variables that affect your performance that you can't just flat out look and say, I ran this marathon in five hours and this marathon in four hours. You know, you can't, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you were more fit. Maybe your five hour marathon was a better performance than the four hour marathon for whatever reason, temperature, humidity, whatever you know? Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. So, and I love talking about that stuff and how the environment can affect your, your performance, your sleep, and how your sleep can affect your performance. You know about that one for sure. But um, yeah. So anyway, super long story short, that's kind of where my training is right now. Um, awesome because I have zero um, <laughs> experience in triathlon. Yeah. Well, why don't, why don't you tell us what you are doing right now? Um, what you do for the most part, how you get your training in, what it looks like. Yeah. So 
Uh, like I said before, briefly talked about it. I still kind of uh, base everything from sport. That's how I always have trained. And I just, over the years, I, you know, I think in college, I tried to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> and yeah. I realized, I think maybe everyone has done that at some point. Absolutely. You know? It got me nowhere. It got me nowhere. It's kind of uh, like it's kind of like you get into college, and you're in the field of exercise science, but you still don't know anything. So, but you think yeah. you know it because you're in the major all of a sudden, and you start trying all this new stuff. But I, you know, I completely agree. Don't reinvent the wheel. If something works, keep doing it. Maybe repackage it somehow. But anyway, go on. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I know the education, but I also, I think where I learned the most is I I would read a lot outside of my major. Uh, there's a bunch of different places that I looked to. It was, like, maybe similar um, concepts and philosophies that I think I could relate to. So, I kind of started working on those. Uh, I got to visit a couple gyms uh, and uh, kind of started learning wow, they're, they're doing nothing groundbreaking, you know, they're working hard. Um, so I kind of just kept basing everything off that and I'm still doing that today, you know, and I'm constantly trying to break little records here and there, pushing myself, but I kind of, I base everything off of some different principles that I've created for myself. You know, I've, I'm always trying to hit mobility in my training. Uh, I always try to do some dynamic work. Um, my main work, some accessory and supplemental work, and then conditioning, you know, granted. Okay, so, so what you said, you're trying to break some records for yourself. And like, so what's your main work? When you say main work, like, what are your core lifts? What, like, what's your go-to? What's your primary goal? And what are the records you're trying to, this is a, this is a just honest question I had for you anyway. Like, what PRs do you try to set? Are they all lifting? Do you have some running? Like, what, else, what PRs do you try to set? What do you work on? over time yeah so honestly it depends like um where i'm at um so i'll go i'll first start off with saying i don't neglect anything in my training you know and i think that's one thing i took along the way is you'll hear people say oh i'm trying to i'm trying to put on weight um mm -hmm. so they don't condition anymore yeah um which i don't think you still you don't have to be a marathon runner but i think you're doing yourself a disservice to maybe not jump on an airdyne bike absolutely or go a walk with a weight vest just to I think it just improves your training um, and I think when it's time to get back into some shape uh, you're already kind of there so to answer your question I felt my main work like I said it's all based around squat bench deadlift overhead press um, nice so um, usually doing some form of that exercise and then PR wise you know it's always nice to break a new one rep max that's always nice but you, you know there's other ways that you can test that it's maybe you just you're at 85 percent of your one rep max and you hit it for an, more reps than yeah. you did yeah. two months ago yeah. um so that's how often kind of, how often do you look at that stuff like how often do you try to for for just your example hit 85 percent for more reps than you did last time what like what's your interval for those types of like assessments Sure. So right now in my training, I'm not, even, I'm not doing that at all. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm building my base. So I, 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 I build it to like a four out 12 weeks. So where now it's going to be, I'm just honestly just hitting the numbers that I want. Yeah. And, and 
I'm going to do a little bit more volume for the next four weeks. And then that last, those last four weeks is I'll be trying to do a, a rep PR for the list pretty much every week. Nice. Nice. Um, and it's only fun. It's like, it, it's what well, it's three weeks and then a deload. Yeah. So I, it, it's, uh, I mean, if you, if you try to do the same thing every week, I think you're just going to crush yourself. Yeah. So I think it's facing it, you know, it's only going to be a three week stretch where I'm going to be doing that. Um, but I think, and right now it's just getting the work in. Am I moving the bar fast? You know, I, I look at that now. Maybe I'm not actually having a, I'm not going for a rep record. I'm not going for a new two, three rep max, but Hey, am I moving the bar as fast as I can? Yeah. So, you know, you just kind of got to think of those and, uh, I'm not the strongest guy in the world, but I'm trying to get stronger for myself. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I like, um, you said squat, deadlift and overhead press, right? Yeah. And the bench. I love that. I'm, that's pretty much spot on for me now. It's not like my focus. Obviously, mm. It's not nearly as focused for me as I'm sure it is for you. Like, um, for me, I actually only lift maybe twice, three times a week on a good week, just because I do a lot of other endurance work and anaerobic capacity work and things like that. But I do love the the squat, the dead and the overhead press. I think those are great lifts. Those are awesome lifts to like try to revisit and, and PR from time to time. Um, so for me, I like those, honestly, those three lifts, like I, I can't even make that up. You took the words out of my mouth. And, um, I love, so for some, um, capacity work, I love the 20 minute FTP cycling test functional, um, threshold power, which is essentially how much power can you output for 20 minutes, basically as hard as you can. Like, and I've always known that the test has existed and I may have done it in years past, but only recently performed it um you know with a purpose like the last maybe like nine months a few times i try to do it once every like six to eight weeks what is um, it like can you specifics yeah it's it's literally 20 minutes as hard as you can go oh wow so you Damn. can you can approach it you know however however you're going to elicit the best and highest power output you can approach it a few different ways so for me the way that i've perform this test is I start out um, maybe like 10% lower. Yeah, about 10 to 15% lower than what I expect for my overall output. Um, okay. And then you just, inc so I look at it like a four quarters type of assessment. Like first quarter is the first five minutes, second quarter is the second five, so on, so on. And you, you slowly build over each quarter build your overall power output and then you know some short bursts in the last five minutes where you just crank that overall power output as high as you possibly can um that test is super super humbling it reflects um about uh your average power output over the course of an hour but doing that test over the course of an hour is miserable just to think about so yeah. <laughs> essentially you just do it over a 20 minute interval and then different people have different philosophies on this, but you take a percentage of that 20 minute value and then you predict your hour long 
value. Typically it's between 90 and 95% of that 20 minute value, but, um, you have to induce that pain on me one day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, it's, it's humbling. Like it is really difficult and especially, yeah. especially for fit people who have never done it. Like the first time I did it, <laughs> I was, you know, I was fit. <laughs> I've been fit for a while. The first time I did this test, I, I just was, my jaw was on the floor with how hard it was. You know, uh-huh. there's, there's a huge mental game to this stuff though. So you do it once, you could almost wake up the next day and do it and do it better, you know, cause you learned about the test and about how your body's going to perform. But anyway, I like that. I also like timing, um, a max distance 30 minute run and also just a 5k. I like those a 5k run. Um, mm-hmm. I like those tests a lot. Um, I wish I could say that I test a swim <laughs> in some capacity, but on, I haven't even been swimming enough this past year to really have developed uh, like a test or assessment or a distance that I like revisit. Um, so I don't even, you know, I don't even have anything for that, but I imagine it would be something like, a, you know, maybe just like a 400. Um, okay something that's not going to take me forever, but it's long enough that I have to work at it, you know, but, um, yeah, I love those three lifts. I don't, I don't want RM those three lifts as much as I used to just cause I don't lift quite as much. Um, but I think you need to either if you're training, you know, yeah, you, like it, you go in and out, you go in and out of these sports seasons, right. Which is something we'll talk about, but you go in and out of these sports seasons. And right now it's just not super relevant for me to be, one RMing those three lifts, but anyway, um, I'm that's sure that's one other topic of discussion. Yeah, for that's entire- just that's just a different day entirely. But um, so anyway, what do you expect for 2021 um, for you for this podcast? Whatever, like, what are you looking forward to the most? You know, um, I think for me and the podcast, kind of the same. Just keep pushing forward. Um, learning growing you know i think we finally started it which is pretty cool um, <laughs> yeah we, it was a long time coming you know we talked about things over the years of what we'd start so uh, that's pretty neat yeah and uh podcast just try to deliver information try to learn from people too i think as much as we can offer to people we can also learn from them whether they're giving us comments whether they're questioning us i think it's an awesome platform for you and i to also, that's why that's why I love the podcast platform too. Is not only can you and I talk about different topics and share our experiences and challenge each other and hold each other accountable, other people can also um, also bring their knowledge to us and uh, give us some comments. Which I think that's an awesome thing about the uh, the podcast platform. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Like, I'm I'm hoping 2021 has just has to be better. Right. It just has to be better. Um, like you said, we have, we have been, we've been talking about doing this for over a year. (laughs) You know, I'm glad we're doing it. Um, I think you're spot on. I hope that people reach out to us. I hope that we can reach some people. Um, hope we can offer whatever, whatever gifts we have. I hope some people use them learn from us, learn from our mistakes, learn from some of our experiences. And I hope we can do the same too from, from people who 
read along, from people who listen along, from people who follow us and send us emails and messages, whatever. So um, tell them where they can do that at. Yeah, yeah. Let's actually we're gonna wrap it up. So um, again, this was uh, this was the first episode, hopefully of many. Right? We're gonna try to um, get an episode out we on a weekly basis um, at this point. So um, in the meantime check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Hill Pursuit. And please reach out to us with questions, comments, likes, dislikes, whatever. You can email us at hillpursuit at gmail.com. And of course you can comment on the blog, comment on the social media, any and everything in between. We hope to hear from you guys. We want to, we want to start a little community. So Keep listening. Keep following along. We're going to keep putting some content out there for you guys. And um, I guess that's it for now. You got anything else, Mitch? That's everything. Everyone have a safe awesome. new year. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.